you cannot solve the problems without creating new ones. Like you might be able to solve a problem, but you might not realize that you're creating others in the long term. So there's exactly. always something to be to learn from that. But you know, a lot of times you gotta wait and face the problem when it comes. This is a conversation between friends. None of what is said here should be taken as legal advice. We are not experts in any way. Take what resonates and leave the rest. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode. Uh, it's been a little while since the last one. We missed the Saturday episode, but we had some stuff to do. We were having a little bit of fun, a little too much drinking. Um, but, you know, to each their own. Everybody's got to have a nice day off. So, uh, right, we're not doing any more intros, so let's just jump right into the topics. In foundation, we have feminism. So this is going to be a little interesting. Possibly controversial again. <laughs> and on the fitness, we have cheat days slash memes. And no finance for today. We're going to skip that one off and leave it for the, the next episode. Uh, all right. Starting off with the foundation of feminism. So. <laughs> so where do we begin? Where, um... Um, I would say, okay, so today as feminism exists, do you think it's... Well, let's start with basics. What is feminism? So essentially, it's just promoting, well, it's equality between the sexes, right? Uh, that's basically, like, that's the foundation of what feminism is supposed to be. Making sure that men and women are supposed, are supposedly equal in all regards. Whether that be in terms of work, whether that be in terms of civil liberties, rights, uh, in terms of, like, the way they get paid, you know, in terms of a job and things like that. It's a basically equality across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like my basic understanding. What about you? Yeah, well, whenever I think about feminism, I always feel like it's, in a way, yeah, about like equality, but like just giving more power to, to women than they had like in previous generations. So um, that's usually what comes to mind when I first think about feminism, or just, or just like them uh, working towards a a different world, like uh, in in a world that who controls like the policies or like the laws or everything is not just men but also women. And then you can also talk about like the extreme feminism, who literally like they want to get rid of like. That system that was in, in, implicated by men. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. But I'm here on Google, so there's actually three uh, traditions uh, or three divisions of feminism. So we have the liberals, the reformists, and the mainstream feminism. So we got the radical feminisms and the social Marxist feminisms. Something is known as the big three. So, like okay. ev- like anything, there's always going to be like a, a spectrum, like from the you know, but the very liberal, the very flexible to the more extreme, who who really wants to see like a change, like completely. There's always going to be in any case, like any topic that we talk about. There's always going to be those that spectrum, you know. So that gets to the point that I wanted to speak mm-hmm. to. Um, the, the farther end of the spectrum, like the radical feminists, right? So, to some point, like, their aim or their goal is basically to just completely, completely reverse 
the whole system, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak to what a radical feminist would say in this regard, but from what I gather and from like outside perspective, what you see is that what these women want, or they don't even have to be women, they don't even have to identify as women, they just they consider themselves to be feminist, right? To be men, women, or whatever other sex you prefer right. to Right, it's, it's, it's not really like an identity. I feel like it's more like a cause, like the same way that you have like a cause for, for, um, for like equal rights. Or right. So that's the point, right? So like the whole thing is like to split the dynamic. So for so long, men and what's called the patriarchy, um, to kind of balance it out. So men and the patriarchy have been, from the history that we've recorded, been the ones in charge, have been the ones on top. They're the, one, they're the ones that have been uh, writing the rules, saying what's fair, what's not fair, and implementing systems that provide them with advantages. Not necessarily over women, but just, well, men, yeah, maybe they, they can argue that it's uh, advantages over women, but basically just advantages for men in general. Mm-hmm. So what they want to do is basically flip that. If men were on top for so long, now they want women to be on top and do a similar thing, right? So women get to do and say and write the rules that benefit them more as opposed to men. And that's where the radical feminists end up coming to a crossroads, right? Because at the end of the day, this planet is divided in two. There, it's not just predominantly women. You're going to find 50, 50%, right? 50 men, 50 women. You could say there's more women than men, but at the end of the day... We're basically half half, so you can't just go out of your way, especially in the of like to, of today with the technology and the information that we have available, to go out of your way to try to just like literally dominate uh, the opposite sex. Um, so to that end, you know that's that's a problem that radical feminists face. But let me ask you a question: Do you think feminism has a like just on, on the standard basis of equality? Do you think feminism has achieved what it was set out to achieve? At least here in America. Mm, I think yeah, in in some aspects of it, no, like mm-hmm. fully, fully. But I feel like their ideologies and like the goals that they, and maybe how it became changed throughout times. Because if you look back on what like fifty or sixty years ago, like the goal, the main goal was the rights for both, like for for women to like you know get similar equal rights as um. As, as, as a man, you know, right to vote, be able to go to school, be able to like uh, get a job and like with the similar pay. But even today we see that the pay is not yet the same for women or for women and men. They can be doing, performing the same job and they still get compensated differently. And- it's heard somewhat, but I, I feel like nowadays it's kind of it's more balanced out. So like one of the arguments that, you know, feminists would make is that there's a, a gender pay gap mm-hmm. and there's been studies and trials and everything really just to support the argument that that's not really necessarily the case what women have a tendency of doing is picking jobs that are usually not are not as strenuous or not as stressful as what the jobs men do and mm-hmm. if you were to take the same job these people are working the same exact job the same exact position you're usually going to find that they tend to get paid the same, but it's just the amount of hours that they work is different. So men have a tendency of working more hours, uh, overtime hours, 
And then, you know, you don't really have to face something like paternity leave, even though now that's being paid for, right? Um, maybe you can make the argument there that there's a period of time where women can't work because, you know, they're pregnant with a child. And that's one of the reasons why men have a tendency about working women, because during that period of time where women aren't working, the men are still working. Um, now, so again, that, that's not true across that, the board. But. So you would say pay... Now this is mainly based on merit. Like For the most part, if you're working the same exact job, mm -hmm. obviously you know there can be discrimination across the board. Just like people, you can't control everybody, right? If your boss decides that he actually likes men more than women and he's going to pay you differently because of it, mm -hmm. well, that's just an asshole. Right? That's the guy. That's just an asshole. There's not really much that we we can do besides just try to report that guy and get some sort of justice for that. But If everything is the same, then yeah, mm -hmm. men and women usually get paid the same now. Right, so I have a picture right here um, about like the gender pay gap. For example, if we look into not just the genders, but also the, the, um, the, the ethnicity of a person, Asian woman makes 80, 85 cents for each dollar that Asian men make. Uh, women overall, they make 80 cents for per dollar That the men make. So if a man makes a dollar, she makes 80 cents. Hispanics, uh, they make 77 cents. Black woman, 61 cents. Native American woman, 58 cents. Uh, Latina woman, 53 cents. And there's no upper white woman, which is interesting. But no matter, apparently. <laughs> no, but, but overall, I feel like. Yeah, um, it might be because like marriage. One of the questions though, wait, with that study, did that say what jobs they were working or is just jobs in general? It just says jobs in general. But right, so I there also you go. mentioned that as well. Like, for example, women, they tend to go for like uh, accounting or, or finance, whereas men, usually they go more into like engineering or IT. So yeah. you can never really compare like the difference that they make if there's less women represented, like for example, in tech fields. Usually so, tech jobs pay more, right? Exactly, so even if if there's less women on that field, it's always going to be done balanced there that um, that you cannot compare to, to somebody who is in a different field who paid less. So uh, to, to an extent, I feel like things are changing. Things are becoming a little bit more liberal in a sense but also um, like the policies that advocate for women's rights and, and just like the, the equality. But at the same time, equality is just a, it's too broad, man. In my opinion, it's like a concept that it doesn't really bring justice to like the country or to like society overall, because equality, oh, okay. So this comes down to the question whether equality versus equity. Mm. So which one would you prefer? Right, so equality is like equal opportunity and then equity is equal outcome, right? And right there, that, that becomes a problem. Equity becomes a problem because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how hard you work, at the end of the day, this, you'll end with the same result as somebody that put in half as much effort. Right, equity is a problem because it doesn't really matter how hard, like hypothetically between us, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say I put in, <clears throat> wherever the job is, I put in 20 hours this week and you put in 40 or 50. At the end of the day, we still get the same paycheck. You want to know why? Because it's equity. 
it's equal outcome. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actually getting the job, right? Because let's say it's a good paying job between the two of us, we should have the opportunity based off the merits that we you know show up with that you know we get a chance to have that job. So that's in part and parcel where you know you're gonna find a problem with some with feminism, especially radical feminism. Because what they're promoting is equity and not equality. What they want is equal outcome and not equal opportunity. Right. But you can just flip the flip the script a little bit. Rather than uh, getting the equal output, you can be getting the equal opportunities. Well, no equal opportunities. Opportunities that you are needed to to compete or be more competitive in the market or like in society overall, right? For example, when it comes to equality, it gives you the same res. It's going to give you the same resources to, uh, let's say, you and I. All right, equals resources. Actually, we're very similar in that sense. Okay, so, let's, let's say hypothetically let's, somebody that comes from a, a like a really poor country, right? Exactly. And like they can only go to Harvard if they get like a scholarship. Well, I, hypothetically, let's. You know, in terms of the schooling system that they have over there, you have a good uh, background in terms of the education that you had here, as opposed to somebody that's coming from like Africa. Equity would mean, or, or rather, equality would mean that, despite the differences in culture where you were raised, you still get an equal opportunity to go into Harvard based off the mm-hmm. merits that you present, right? So, continue. Or, yeah, but whereas equity will mean that. Um, more resources are going to be allocated to that person who is coming from a different country with a different, like a more hard background or like poorer background than the person who had, who grew up all the time here and pretty much knows the English, the language perfectly, but just don't put the work to go into Harvard. Whereas the other person had shown interest into going to Harvard, but more resources are allocated to that person. For example, when it comes to financial aid, so more money is given to that person or more opportunities is given to that person. Do you think that's fair? To the person that has less, they're giving more resources to me? Mm-hmm. I would say so. Okay. But now the question comes, I mean, the question comes down to like, what about the middle class? Like no, the middle I mean, class like, is- at the end of the day, like the argument that should be being made is of the merit, right? Mm-hmm. If both of these people, wherever you're coming from, middle class, lower class, a different country that's like a third world or impoverished, what we're basing it off of is one, merit, and two, desire, right? right. We got to see if you're like if you have the skills to get to this level. It doesn't even have to be a school, right? Because education, especially nowadays, like it's universal. Just go online, go on the mm-hmm. internet. You can learn anywhere. It doesn't matter where you where you get that education. But in terms of like a job or a profession, like these things have to be based off of how good you are at doing this thing and how much you want it, right? It shouldn't be based off of because, oh, uh, we have too many men working this job, so we need Mm -hmm. women to balance it out. Or we have too many white men working this job, so we need black men in order to balance this out. Right. Obviously, that goes more towards race and less about uh, feminism, but that's the point. It has to be based off of merit and has to be based off the desire. Because okay. maybe the guy that's in the middle class doesn't want to go to Harvard. And that's fair. 
Okay, so look, let's go back to feminism for, for a second. When you mentioned about the job, there's two candidates. One a man, and the other one is the woman. That company has, let's say, it's a, it's a small company, so it has 10 employees. Eight of them are men, two of them are women. Now, when these two candidates are like on the interview process, the, the guy had more experience and literally it, it would be like a, a good asset. But just because it's that, just because he's, he's a guy, he's, the chances for him to get into the job, actually, let's not even think about like uh, which one is more experienced. Let's say no, they same ex- let's say same experience, same, same experience, age, same men and women, but right. the quota, there's a quota now, right? So what mm-hmm. feminism promotes is a quota in terms of just again right, equity right, right. across the board with the job. So there should exactly. be as many women in the job as men. There you go. So just because she's a woman, she has let's say seventy five percent more chances to join the team just because the company needs more women. You think that's fair? If you were to right, if everything was the same, like same edu- similar education. Uh-huh. Same level of experience. There, it, it just becomes a, uh, an issue of, well, is there a quota? What all oh, like for them to have, like yeah, like because nowadays, like it, it's it's being pushed upon that you have to say we have the same number of women employees than men, mm-hmm. right? But you can even flip this, right? Because there's some professions or, or some jobs where the women are outnumbering the men, but there's no quota there, right? It's just get as many women in the job as possible. Right. And, you know, just get men that have like 20 years of experience and, and um, are, you know, just basically like the best in the, in, the, in the field. Like an industry that I'm thinking about right now is like dentistry. I can think of many dental, dental offices where a lot of the employees are women and the only men employees are basically just the dentist himself. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's always going, this is always going to be a controversy. And I feel like when it comes to like feminism, taking it to extreme, it's bad. Like anything, like taking it to just one end of the spectrum is really bad. There's should always be like that balance. Yes. Historically, we look back in the books, like women were treated like uh, less. They were, not giving the same. They words. were property. They were they didn't have rights. They were property. Exactly. So um, I guess we are going towards that right path, but then there's no a clear sign. Well, not clear sign. Like a clear objective to where it should stop, and where or like where it should end. Yeah. So, and I feel like this is not an issue just with feminism. It's with with like uh, gender. Well, that is gender. Well, also like for um. Like um, what do you call it? Like background, ethnicity, and even like nationalism, like the countries that you come from, it has a huge impact on this topic. That's why well, this, I would say at this point, it's more towards just like literally the genders themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It's either you're a part of team women or you're a part of team men, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the biggest teams that we have, right? There, it doesn't matter where you come from in terms of the country, ethnicity, whatever. You're either with the woman or you're with the men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one will you be with? I would promote. I would always promote marriage and, and um, marriage. Yeah, and, and I don't care about it being with women or men. It has to be based off 
is this person deserving of this opportunity because of what they bring to the table? True. Well, it is what it is. We will see how this turns out to be later on in the future. See if it progresses or it kind of slowly detains. But um, not overall. I mean, I cannot really. We can't really say too much. It's a thing. Right? We're not yeah. women. No, and also, um, we're not women. And I, I lived with women. I, could, I grew up with three women. So I can see their perspective also like in a bit. But I cannot really judge. Or, like. We we can't really speak for from from that experience because exactly we both have went so we both at the end of the day what what we have is just this level of kind of just rationality right and we're trying to present as much rational thinking and thought to these conversations. I saw something actually. um, Now that you mentioned that, there was like this this um, this documentary about like why feminism is is bad. Because just the simple fact that before, yeah, women didn't have too much rights, but they they had it easy in a sense. Like for most well, of the women, you know, like the, the most attractive women would probably have it easier because you know to True. usually get yes. the best quality guy. But mm-hmm. go on. But yeah, so I saw the documentary. So it gives you like a different perspective that you know feminism in a way is positive, but also has its negative impact. So just there's always a the other side of the coin. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah. I mean like one of the other things that feminism is promoting is the fact mm-hmm. that women should be focused on their careers and, and they should be driven to careers as opposed to having family. Like you can have family at any point in your life and it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you know you should be getting paid as much as men and when you're focused on raising families, that means you're not earning any money, which means you're not going to be able to compete with men, which means that gender pay gap still be, it is still a problem. But, you know, like there's something to be said about raising the next generation of humans. True. Now we're just like putting them in daycare or having other people raise their children when you don't know who they are. And who knows if they have the best interests in mind for that. So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a conversation to be had about that. There's, Where? there's always, it's, it's like the saying that you cannot solve a problems without creating new ones. Like you yeah. might be able to solve a problem, but you might not realize that you're creating others in the long term. So there's exactly. always something to be, to learn from that. But you know, a lot of times you gotta wait and face the problem when it comes. For sure. You can you avoid see it, how bad it gets before you start actually, you know, focusing mm-hmm. on solving this problem. At this point, we're just. Or just seeing how bad it can get. <laughs> Worst case scenario. Cool. Let's move on to, to the fitness because it's getting a little bit lengthy. Um, cheat days. Thoughts on that? Man, they're pretty good, aren't they? Fucking. We had a cheat day this uh, uh, weekend. Mostly just with alcohol, but uh, yeah. Um, cheat days, cheat days, cheat days. So for the most part, they're a problem for a lot of people because uh, it tends to spiral a lot of control. But cheat days are very useful, especially if you're not like a, a strong regimen in terms of training and nutrition. Simply because, uh, believe it or not, refeed day, or rather uh, cheat days aren't necessarily just like about cheating. They're more about just refeeding. Um, right. So what I mean by that, uh, you have a, most people have a tendency of 
consuming the most healthy things, a lot of vegetables, a lot of lean meats, proteins, good fats. And, you know, they tamper down the carbohydrates because that's usually a big source of calories and where people tend to have a tendency to overconsume, right? That's, that's basically where you're going to find all the junk food that you consume. It's mostly just sugar and carbohydrates. So, cheat days are useful simply because you can have a day where, let's say six days out of the week, you're eating super clean and you're exercising regularly. Mm-hmm. One day, reef beads are useful because they help replenish glycogen storages. So what I mean by that is your muscles and your liver, they store energy. And this energy is called glycogen. And glycogen is produced by it's the byproduct of your body breaking down carbohydrates. So when that ends up happening, your body refeed or replenishes those storages for whenever you go back into the, the gym the next time. Or hypothetically speaking, let's say you're going to do something exerting the following day or within the next couple of days, like you're going on a hiking trip or you're going on uh, some sort or you're doing some sort of work that requires a lot of physical energy and intensity. Your body uses cheat days like that to help replenish the storages. So they're very useful, especially for somebody that's been really disciplined with everything else. What if every day is your cheat day? <laughs> then there you go. That's where you get fat. And that ends up being the problem because you, know, you can never find the balance. It's always one bad day after the next bad day as opposed to having multiple good days in a row and then one bad day every now and then. Right. No, definitely. I, I agree with you that cheat days are, I feel like they're essential to the, the balance that you keep when, and yeah, the discipline that you sure. keep. Because you, you gotta compensate yourself for being, like, you know, being consistent and being disciplined about, like, the whole other week. Whereas maybe, I mean, you can take it, like, weekly or you can do it, like, maybe twice a month. Don't have to be, like, weekly specifically. And just yeah, treat- bi weekly. I was like, once you build that momentum and that rhythm, you're like, man, I, I really like the way I'm, I'm feeling. I really like the way I'm looking. You're not really going to want to take those cheat days, but if you're not going to do cheat days, then you have to do refeed days. And again, that's just over-consuming a little bit. Not over-consuming, but consuming more carbohydrates than usual to help mm-hmm. replenish the storages. That way, when you go back into the gym, boom, you have a shit ton of energy and you're ready to tackle it. As opposed to walking into the gym all tired, or not really feeling energized to hit the weights or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that covers the topic. That was very yeah. brief. Good. Uh, Compensate yourself for being uh, consistent. But you got to be consistent. Don't be doing cheat days back to back just simply <laughs> because, you know, That's true. I said that you should replenish your storages. Your, your storages are already replenished. Go work out and go eat well and then do that mm-hmm. like in two weeks. For sure, for sure. All right, so on the last... Last segment of the week, I mean, last segment of the podcast, I have a few, uh, few updates on COVID-19. So there are fewer that 100,000 Americans hospitalized with COVID for the first time in nearly two months. So that means progress. Uh, starting this week, the CDC is requiring mask wearing on all public transportations, including planes, subways, taxis, uh, and buses. Okay, so there's you know, progress that we're making regarding the pandemic. Uh, there are talks that the economy might be open by um, end of the end of the summer or so, but there's a, speculations about that. I think on New York City, actually, inside dining is going to be open on for Valentine's Day, if I'm not mistaken. 
There were some talks. Yeah, already, uh, no, 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 you're right. Indoor yeah, outside, yeah, everything is outside right now. And the government, 10 Senate Republicans, announced a counter proposal to President Biden's $1.29 trillion stimulus package. This one cost about $600 billion. Uh, we will hear the details later uh, today, but it's a huge, it's, it's a huge difference going for one point trillion. Half. Yep. To no, it's more. No, it's, it's less more than, than half. half. It's like forty percent. It's less than half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like forty percent of the uh, the original. Proposal. Oh, the original. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Cool. There's still controversies behind the uh, Robinhood app, um, not allowing people to trade. So there were a lot of top. A lot of a lot of a lot of negative feedback that the app, like, you know, created on its own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Melbourne Capital, the hedge fund that shorted GameStop, reportedly lost fifty three percent in January. So, I guess it kind of worked out for um, was a Wall Street bets in their in their gamble. Everybody that that, uh, <laughs> that participated. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's drama in the new Google's workers union. There's always drama. Mm-hmm. Toys and Roads. This one is a very interesting. Toys and Roads. They've been closing their their stores for the longest now. They went bankruptcy, and it actually in the weekend it closed its final two stores. So there's no more Toys and Roads. That's it. Game over. Mm-hmm. Damn, they could have just stayed on the stock market just a little bit longer. We could have gotten a. a, a Blast off by Wall Street bets. True. Coachella, which was scheduled to take place in April, was canceled again. And this one's an interesting one. Uh, so Lionel Messi's leak contract was published by the Spanish paper El Mundo. And it's astonishing that he signed a contract on 2017 with Barcelona for over 674 million over four years. That's a lot of money. He's the most paid uh, soccer player out there, which is really insane money. But yeah, so um, we're looking forward into the week. I will be doing some trades. School has started, so for those that started the semester, good luck to y'all. I feel your pain. We got this. It's a snowing in New York City, well, in New York overall, which is beautiful. And global warming is not a hoax. Well, I mean, I don't know. At this point, the snow is a good thing, actually. That's what I'm saying. It's not a hoax. A lot of people think it's no. a hoax. It goes towards the argument that uh, there is a no mm-hmm. There you go. Cool. You got something to add? No, man. That's it. Um, everything's looking... We're just waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, COVID's so, still a thing. No. Still got no aliens, which is unfortunate. So February already, so I will put yeah, my hope I'm, That prediction is just, I don't know, man. I'm still hopeful, but uh, I'm waiting. I think they're just laying in the shadows. Well, maybe. They may be here already. Or actually, no, they're laying, they're, they're, they're laying in the sky somewhere True. behind the clouds. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace out. This is... What the f- is we don't